My friends, if you uh, were at one of my masses last Sunday, you may recall I quoted St. Catherine of Siena, who so beautifully said, God is closer to us than water is to a fish. Today, we celebrate how this is possible. Pentecost Sunday, the sending of the Holy Spirit by the Father and the Son upon believers, the birthday of the church. Jesus told those closest to him to pray for the advocate, the consoler, and then he ascended into heaven. The apostles and, of course, the Blessed Mother waited and they prayed. And nine days later, or seven if you live in our diocese, they were all gathered together in one place. They were united. The first disciples gathered around Christ's mother, our mother, received the Holy Spirit. My friends, the pouring out of the Holy Spirit on the apostles and the Blessed Mother at Pentecost is a significant development in the relationship between us and God. God had made covenants with his people throughout the ages in order to bind the human and the divine, to unite God to each of us. Jesus Christ, fully human and fully divine, perfectly completed this relationship by establishing the new covenant, this exchange of persons in the Paschal Mystery. What remained unanswered at the time of his ascension was the way in which this relationship would continue until Christ's return. At Pentecost, that first Pentecost, we received the answer. The union he promised happens through his spirit and in his church. He does not leave us. He continues to work in us. Bestowing wisdom, of course, strengthening us in faith, guiding and inspiring us. Yes, being closer to us than water is to a fish. You know, St. Augustine beautifully articulates what we celebrate today and the life-changing reality that is ours when we embrace this incredible gift. St. Augustine said, Late have I loved you, O beauty ever ancient, ever new, late have I loved you. You were within me, but I was outside, and it was there that I searched for you. In my unloveliness, I plunged into the lovely things which you created. You were with me, but I was not with you. Created things kept me from you, yet if they had not been in you, they would not have been at all. You called, you shouted, and you broke through my deafness. You flashed, you shone, and you dispelled my blindness. You breathed your fragrance on me. I drew in breath, and now I pant for you. I have tasted you. Now I hunger and thirst for more. You touched me, and I burned for your peace. So beautiful, St. Augustine. God breathed, and we drew in his breath. We taste him in the Eucharist. And now, please God, our hearts are burning with peace. 
but many of us will sadly spend much of our lives not realizing this incredible gift. You know, Father Martin Laird, in his guide to the Christian practice of contemplation entitled Into the Silent Land, gives us an important image. It really resonates with me. He speaks of a man who is walking as dogs with his four dogs with a friend of his. These were amazing dogs. They were elegant and had great energy and speed. But one dog stayed behind and ran so surprisingly in tight circles. He was not with the other dogs. And his friend simply asked him, why is this the case? Why is this one dog uh, doing this? Well, the owner said uh, that this dog lived practically his whole life in a cage and could only exercise by running in circles. For this dog, to run meant to run in tight circles. So instead of bounding through the open fields that surrounded it, it ran in circles. What a powerful metaphor for the human condition. My friends, we are free. We were free from the baptismal waters of grace. We are offered freedom literally every day in the, in the confessional, the sacrament of mercy. We ought to sing with the psalmist, Psalm 123, my heart like a bird has escaped from the snare of the fowler. But the memory of the cage remains, Father Laird says, and so we run in tight circles even while immersed in open fields of grace and freedom. This cage can be comfortable enough. This dog wagged its tail all day long. But the long-term effects on us can still be pretty damaging. It makes us believe that we are separated from God. Sadly, as Father Martin Laird also said, many of us spend our whole lives like the proverbial deep-sea fisherman who spends his whole life fishing for minnows while standing on a whale. We don't recognize the gift. We don't appreciate sometimes the enormity of what is offered to us. We perceive God to be somewhere out there and not closer to us than water is to a fish. God does not know how to be absent. The fact that most of us experience throughout our lives a sense of absence or distance from God is the great illusion that we are caught up in. It is the human condition, he says. The sense of separation from God is real, but the meaning of stillness reveals that this perceived separation does not have the last word. Our response, my friends, to the continual outpouring of the Spirit has the last word. Our living out the sacramental life of the church has the last word. And our intimate prayer has the last word. Today, the Heavenly Father is calling us to intimate union. He is calling us to himself, to remain in him as he remains in us. He's calling us to encounter him in deep, generous, even sacrificial prayer. And while that first Pentecost was no doubt louder than the humming of these terrible cicadas, he's calling us now into stillness, into the silence 
that reveals. Spend some time, my friend, my friends, before the most blessed sacrament, I know many of you do, and simply begin each prayer moment with a simple beg to the Lord. I do not know how to pray as I ought. Lord, teach me to pray. Sit there and do this and then invite Mary and all the saints to gather their prayers up to the Heavenly Father. You know, St. Louis de Montfort, speaking of the Blessed Mother, she said, uh, he said, if you gather up the love of all mothers for their children from the beginning of time to the end, it would not equal the love that Mary has for each of her son's disciples. Call on the Blessed Mother. Invite her in. Remove that obstacle. She is an obstacle to grace for you now. She always brings us to her son. In this year of St. Joseph, let's especially also turn to him and ask him to be our powerful intercessor. And then let's simply sit and be with the Lord. Waste time with Jesus, if you will. Let's make our prayer this uh, next few months and on into eternity more about him than about ourselves. Let's be with him and simply await the promise. My friends, today's solemnity celebrates a continual outpouring of the Holy Spirit and intimacy, and that God desires to enter through locked doors of our hearts and minds, that he desires to teach us the universal language of love, and he desires to help us experience the fruit of living in the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. God is closer to us than water is to a fish. May we truly open ourselves up to this grace today, and may God be praised. Amen.